0: Hey, Hill, listen, thanks for doing this. Sure. Hey, we last talked in June or July of 2010. And at that point, it was kind of an important moment for you. It was kind of a, a turning point for you. You, were, you had graduated from college and uh, you were uh, living in Pittsburgh and working and so forth, but you were kind of frustrated with what was going on. So you decided to do something rather dramatic. And what was that?
1: Uh, I decided to move to Los Angeles without a job or without knowing anybody. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you, so you came to this conclusion. You quit your job. Right. You loaded everything you had into the car and you set off across country without. Uh, I guess you had a place to temporarily live, right?
1: Yeah, I had a three-month sublet when I left. Like a, that was already arranged.
0: Okay. So you get there and and tell us about arriving in L.A. and tell us about what you needed to do in the first couple of months and so forth?
1: Well, the first, I mean, the first thing was the drive cross country, which was pretty daunting on your own. Um, But I really enjoyed that. And then I got there and my roommate was fantastic. I love my roommate. Um, And it was kind of, it felt like jumping in or, you know, diving in headfirst, where it just seemed like everything was new. The city was new. I had no idea where I was going. The space was new. But at the same time, it's, it's kind of things aren't that new. I don't know, it's just not that different than maybe even what I expected. And then it just goes back to, I mean, instantly I was applying for, for any job. Um, and, and at the time too, it was, it was still, I think I was still very confused as to what exactly I wanted to do. So, I mean, I was kind of applying to a broad broad spectrum of things across art and film. And so I was doing that and just meeting people. And I don't know, I mean, I definitely made use of all my unemployment time then, you know, not having a job to be. I just, I mean, I went everywhere. I saw the beaches and the museums and did a little bit of everything for the first few months.
0: So which came first? Was it the job or the internship?
1: Uh, Internship.
0: And tell us about the internship. Where, Where was it? What was it? And so forth.
1: I think actually initially I had only applied for arts positions, galleries, and I did like a cold mailing, and I got all this, all these interviews for arts positions in um, nonprofits, administrative and, you know, otherwise. And then there was one night where I was frustrated that I wasn't getting anywhere. I didn't think that I was getting anywhere. So one night I just applied to a lot of film internships, um, and I had never heard of this company before. Um, I think a lot of people maybe still haven't heard of them. And then I, um, I interviewed the next week got offered and took it. Um, and it's a small production company called VonDome Pictures, and it's a French US company. They did source code and Larry Crown. And so, yeah, so it was just an internship where I, it was a development internship. So I read, just read scripts all day and wrote coverage. And every week we had a meeting where you presented um, you and know, just talked about what you had read and what you had seen, things like that.
0: And, you know, actually, I think that it really became the primary experience, didn't it? I mean, I think that when I look over the time and and your experiences and so forth, I mean, the job came a little bit later. You started working for the Los Angeles County Museum of Art. Uh, But in the meantime, this this internship really, it it was as though you found yourself, wasn't it?
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, I don't know. It's definitely one of those things where I think the whole time I was there and when things were going well with the internship, it was very exciting and felt like, oh, this is what I want to do. Um, but the museum still had those elements as well. I mean, it was just maybe I was in a kind of frustrating position at the museum, but I think that, I don't know, I think they both had their th-
0: their benefit. But the, the internship, I think if I recall from some of the conversations we had, there, were really, there was really kind of a moment where you realized that they trusted and respected your opinion on these films. And that was kind of like a, a big moment, I thought.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely an important thing. I think that, I mean, it's something that you, oh, I guess, always want in a job or in a position where, I think that was important to me. And I think that it made a big difference. But I think also the fact that I had no idea that there were so many creative elements behind films that I just had no, I had no idea that executives had that much creative power, or that their jobs were so creative. And then as soon as you know, you get into that, that mindset, it's very rewarding to kind of, To have people um, give you good feedback or agree with your opinions or it's kind of, it was kind of the first time I've had an outlet where all my film knowledge was useful in, you know, outside of a classroom setting where it's like everything that you've watched and read and and done is no longer just useless pop culture knowledge. It's, It's suddenly... A valued entity.
0: So you fell into kind of a new, the new status quo, the new, the new pattern you were spending part of your week working at uh, your internship at the film company, part of, part of your week working at the museum and you were exploring town and you were getting exposed to all these new things. And then what happened suddenly? Things changed again, right? Suddenly you needed to come back home.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was one of those things where you know, even though I was kind of enjoying where I was, there just seemed to be no, you know, I mean, while I was at the internship and at that job, I was still applying for other positions. They, you know, neither were kind of long-term ideals in a way, you know, and so I think that there was still that frustration and and that feeling too of, you know, anything I really want to do requires a master's degree. And I don't even think, even if I could get a job that I really wanted without a master's g- degree, I don't think I'd ever be satisfied until um, I had done grad school. I think that school has always been so important to me. And and I mean, not the, not the idea of saying that you have that degree, but having that experience um, of graduate school. So I think that it was one of those things where I just didn't want to put it off any longer. Didn't want to, I don't know. It's like, why? If you're not, I, I didn't feel like I was moving forward there, even though it was great. And so it's kind of like, why put off school another year when I could just do it then? So I applied for to New York for graduate school.
0: Right. And you got accepted. And you got accepted to the new school. And you're now currently involved in their, what, media studies program?
1: Yeah, media studies.
0: Okay. So you were in LA for, uh, I guess, a little bit less than a year, maybe?
1: It was a little over a year.
0: Okay, a little over a year. Made this big step forward, uh, quit your job, moved out there, found these things. Stuff really started to happen for you. You get into grad school and, and all of a sudden you do it all over again. You pack up all your stuff and now you move back across country. Right, and I was and I was impressed with the fact that and again you had no connections in New York City, you had no job, no no place to live, and you had really only a short window of time in order to do some of the stuff you needed to do. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that. Tell us about about the move in. How did how did getting into New York, getting set up, and so forth work out for you? And, and um, what'd you do about a job and all of that?
1: Uh, well, the first was the drive back cross country, which. It was great because this time around when I went back, when I went to L.A., I had a dog with me for part of the ride and I was, you know, just a complete nervous mess. So I don't think I enjoyed. um, I I didn't really stop anywhere. I really wanted to. So on the way back, I made sure to uh, schedule it or plan it as kind of an art tour um, from, you know, West Coast to East Coast. And so I went and saw Andrew, my little brother and his fiance at the time in Arizona. And then after that, I went to Marfa, Texas, and went to the Jnadi Foundation, which is the most amazing place in the world. And then um, San Antonio and Houston. And, you know, it was just, a, it was a really good drive I think it's one of those things where when you fly when you move um or you travel by flying it's like you don't have that time to to understand what you're really doing or like you don't have that when you're driving cross-country it's like you have so much time to contemplate what you're doing and I don't know come to terms with it and and really feel like you're moving across the country um so I did that and then uh, Scotty my older brother had his wedding and so it was kind of a chaotic time and at the at the same time I was looking for an apartment in New York which I did very quickly and haphazardly and then and then I moved here and it was kind of because of the hurricane too I mean I was crashing on my friend's couch the first couple days of classes it was not ideal and at the time too I started when I first moved here I because my internship experience in LA was so successful and rewarding I decided you know that's what I wanted to do in New York too is just find a great internship or multiple internships and so I did that even before I moved here and I got one at oscilloscope laboratories. Uh, it's another film company a distributor and producer and so I interned there for a little over a month but during that I heard back from another internship that I had applied to at the Brooklyn Academy of Music for the visual arts program with the curator and so um so I left Oscilloscope for BAM and it's been an incredible experience and something that has really shaped my entire year I mean I spent three days of the week at BAM um so it's a lot of my time
0: and what's media studies like what are you presently working on
1: Uh, It's great. It's one of those programs that I think, I mean, I think I have, I want to say that it was, it's completely different than I expected when I, I think I applied. When I applied, I think I had a kind of a different conception of what media studies would be, but it's worked out, you know, even though I had that misconception, it's kind of worked out perfectly in my favor. I mean, I think sometimes, you know, when we're looking back on our personal narratives, like, I I know, especially because I'm an optimist, I have a tendency to do that, where it's like, I rewrite history, it's like, oh, you know, it didn't work out how I thought, but it worked out even better. Or, you know, even though it wasn't bad, it was, you know, this really great thing. So, but I do think in this case that it is, I mean, it's just exactly what I want, because they're so focused on both theory and practice. So part of me, you know, theory wise, I probably belong in an art history program. and, And so that's probably a little bit, you know, not exactly perfect for me but in an art history program I wouldn't be able to do the things I'm doing where I have all these production courses so right now I'm you know I have all this audio equipment checked out to go and explore a museum while recording the audio to kind of analyze and capture or or, you know depict what our auditory experience of a museum is you know this this place that is just we think of as a visual mostly a visual experience so so yeah I think it's worked out perfectly I mean I'm kind of focusing on museums and exhibitions and especially of how museums are using virtual space or how they're displaying new media works or how you preserve new media works or web-based works, things like that. And at the same time, I'm really interested in documentary, so I'm trying to develop skills that I can you know, make my own documentaries, but particularly how you document, document artwork or the experience of, of seeing artwork like the film I saw this morning. I went to because it's uh, the Leonardo da Vinci exhibit. It was at the National Gallery in London. They did an HD live broadcast of it, and now they're showing it in movie theaters. And so it was kind of a that's so new, like this idea of experience in art, an art exhibited, an art exhibit uh, in a mediated way.
0: So you know, I know this sounds kind of hokey, but you know you really it, in my mind, there's this whole thing about uh, you were living in Pittsburgh. you were really kind of um, oh you were very un, you know you were you were unhappy with what was going on. you had graduated from from college, you weren't getting into grad school, you were working in the arts, but in a peripheral way, you weren't getting the, you were applying to a lot of jobs and things weren't working out and so forth. And so you made this decision, you took this huge risk and it seems that, that everything turned around. Yeah. And I, and I think it's, uh, just such a wonderful experience. I mean, you you moved the whole way to LA without a job. You got two jobs. You, you you were it was very successful. You got exposed to all sorts of things. You build up relationships. The some of the relationships later came to play in terms of recommendations and helping you find new things. But then you packed up and moved back to New York. You, you know every every parent's uh, worst nightmare. You found some place to live on Craigslist. <laughs>
1: you, <laughs> well, in LA too. I mean, all three places I lived in LA were Craigslist.
0: And so you move in to Queens, New York, you know, my little girl. And now, you know, you're traveling back and forth and you're all over New York City. And it's just like this incredible experience. And uh, so so I guess in sort of summation or, or in conclusion, what comes next?
1: Oh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it's, it's one of those things when I first moved here to New York, I had this feeling of you know, it's all very exciting and new at first, and then it sets in, and you know, you get lonely and you don't know anybody, and and there's this sense of like, why do I do this to myself? I mean, like, as soon as I kind of am comfortable and happy and and have a stable like great group of friends, I you know completely leave and abandon that and and start over, and it's like, you know, I was vowing, oh, I'm never gonna do this again. I'm just gonna like never move alone again. Uh, but there, but then you know, then a couple months later, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not looking to move, you know until I finish my graduate degree. But to me, it's like, there's just so many places to live and like you can go and do all these things. And so I think, um, I mean, I do think that my LA experience will be a unique one because I went completely, you know, had no idea what I was doing, didn't have any contacts or job or prospects or anything like that. So I think that that, you know, will be a completely unique experience. And I think that it, it really put in perspective what I wanted to do. It's like, you know, when you're kind of, when I was lost in Pittsburgh and I mean, I will, correct you and say that i got into grad schools i just not not the one i really wanted but i think that in pittsburgh it was like i was completely like lost and it's easy to be complacent and then when you go and completely outside of your comfort zone and um it forces you to like really make decisions and you know decide on things and move forward and go. And so I think that that, I mean, I think it was the right decision for me to come to New York and I'm completely happy, but I think that there is still part of me that's like, Oh, and then I can move here and I can move there. And I can, so I think that it's um, not an addictive thing, but I think it's a, it's a nice feeling.
0: So what was the one best thing about LA?
1: About LA? I don't know. I think when I talk about it to people, I always say that the novelty never wore off to me. I mean, it's just, I always grew up on the East Coast and in Pennsylvania and Ohio briefly. I think that, um, I mean, when you're riding around and there are palm trees everywhere and just, you know, you can go to the beach in five minutes. I I think that it just never got old for me. Like I thought when I went there that I would really love the art scene and the film that I could go see all these films that I wanted to. But I think that that didn't even enter into it. I mean, I love that stuff, but I think that what was really fantastic for me was just that, everything was so new and such an adventure. And like I, I hiked everywhere and I, you know, went to see all these places. I went to San Francisco. I mean, the people were great, especially my roommates. And, um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the best was, but I think that I, I have such a warm, fuzzy feeling about Los Angeles.
0: And what about New York? What's been the best so far?
1: I think for New York, it's just the, I think it's like the, I, I know it's cliche and everyone says it, but like the frenetic energy of, um, like, so yesterday, for instance, I went to two lectures on interactive documentary at MoMA. And, and just
0: and so this was a Saturday, right? So yesterday right, oh, was a Saturday. Yes, right?
1: it was a Saturday. And it's like, you can just, you go to these things and there are all these people and it, it's a type of, you know, you go to these lectures that you think, oh, like who on earth, you know, this lecture is awesome. But, you know, I, I can't imagine many people are going to show up. Not that one necessarily, but some. And then you go and the rooms are filled because it's just so there's so many people in the city that you're always going to find people to come. And then everyone's excited about the same subject. And then you leave the building and you go out onto the streets of New York. And it's just like you can't, it's the most invigorating feeling. And these
0: seminars that, or these meetings that you went to at, at MoMA, they, they weren't, of course, a part of your of school. They weren't required by school. But yet they were very complementary to the whole subject. So it was like one more opportunity to expand yourself in in that, in that particular way, right?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and it was one of those things too, or the lecture. I mean, it's exactly the type of work I'm interested in. And so that was great. And then after the first lecture, somebody raised their hand and started critiquing, you know the the speaker and, you know, giving him. I don't, she was, you know, being very critical of his his piece, and she's a professor in my program. And um, I mean, she made good points. I, I mean, I, she's she's fantastic. But it was one of those things where it's like, oh, she's from the new school. And then the evening program, one of the works that was shown was from somebody who graduated a few years ago from my program and um is now teaching there. And the people behind me in that program too started talking about um, a professor. It was just, you know, it was definitely one of those moments where it's like, oh, I am in the right. You know, as much as I doubt sometimes that I should be an art history program. There are times like yesterday where I'm like, ah, oh, I'm in the right one.
0: And, and what do you see? How, how What are you thinking about? How are you going to use this in the future? What is your big uh, picture, your long-term interest?
1: I don't know. I mean, there's so many. I don't know how to describe it exactly. I mean, I'm interested in grading for a museum, um, but I'm, I'm fascinated with how we present artwork like there's so many new digital tools and the internet and things that you can reach a much wider audience. But then there is still that part of me that thinks like, but is that a good thing? Like, should people see work and, you know, in the flesh or or what kind of digital experience can you create to, to supplement or complement um, an exhibition? But I think that, I don't know, I mean, I'm interested in documentary and making their subjects that I'm interested in that that aren't art. So I could see making, you know interactive documentary or i don't know and i mean i think too what is really interesting to me is things like working on the public art project at bam there's a lot of organizations in new york and i mean elsewhere too that that do large-scale artworks that and that's something that's very appealing to me like creative time the public public art fund that do large-scale mostly public works or works like or the dia foundation that does things that you know are permanent and sometimes you know are like in Marfa, Texas, you know, that, that you have to travel. And I think in the digital media landscape, it's much more appealing now too to have these kind of faraway destination things that you have to travel to to see. But then also at the same time, it's appealing for artists because it's not like, yeah, you're in this far removed remote region, but it's not like your artwork's not going to be seen. You know, even if it's just a small population that sees it then, it'll exist and live on in, kind of these documentations, which is a lot better than they used to be. So it's not like, I mean, sure, there are purists that won't want that. But at the same time, I just I really like that idea of large scale, far out work.
0: Well, great. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, sure. All right. So go study. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye
1: bye. Bye.